So you're in Dallas? Yeah, I'm I'm about 40 miles north of Dallas. We're in a small town called Aubrey, which is, you know, north of Dallas, in between Frisco and Denton, for those that know yeah, okay. cities around here. <laughs> um, I was born in Garland. Oh, okay. Hey, me too. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. Which hospital? At, uh, oh, don't get me lying. There was one. What back room? Then. It was uh, Garland Memorial back then. You know what? I think I was born at that same hospital. Yeah, I think it was like the only one back then. It, you know, I was born 79, yeah. so I don't Well, um, I guess I was born 20 years later. Then. Oh, God. I was really 97. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast, where we're not experts, but we certainly are striving to be. I'm Travis, joined here by Dylan, aka Hugie Butt. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and we have an awesome, awesome guest Yet again, we've just had some stellar creators coming on lately. But before we get to that, we just want to say a couple quick thank yous. Number one, thank you to all of our continued listeners and supporters. We are week after week just constantly blown away. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it, it really makes us um, really makes us feel good when when we started this. We weren't expecting this, and to to have this end up where it is, you know, thank you so much. Um, to show some appreciation, if you would, log on to your um, streaming service, leave us a five-star review, um, mm -hmm. and then leave a comment. Let us know what your thoughts are, what you'd like to hear. I don't really care what you write in it, but it'll cue the algorithm to bump that up a little further. So, um, you know, hop in there, leave a five-star review, say Babinga's my favorite wood. We'll call it good to go. And if you leave a one-star review, we will come to your house and we will kill you. <laughs> And then lastly, uh, make sure to check us out on our socials, Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast community. Check out our Discord and our Patreon. Uh, thank you so much to our patrons. Without any more uh, interruptions or speed bumps, let's just get right to our guest, Mr. Dustin Henson. Dustin, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm Dustin Henson. And owner of RC Woodshop. It's Rustic Customs Woodshop, which is a mouthful, so I just go with RC Woodshop on <laughs> on everything. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, farmersonly.com. I'm on I'm on all those things. Um, Farmers only. Yeah, I'm just about anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a full time woodworker, uh part time content creator, and I'm kinda looking to I'm kind of wanting to switch those things. Kind of want to get more into the content creation side of the thing. And but for now, full time woodworker, and and I do the the fun stuff when I have a chance. And and this is one of those fun things. So thanks, thanks for having me on. And let let's do this. Let's have a good time. <laughs> well, we'll hop into the first question. How long have you been on Farmers Home? <laughs> <I've... laughs> 
I've got the beta. I've got the beta version, so I've been on there a long time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, is that even a thing anymore? Farmers on? Do they still have that? <laughs> no idea. But you tell us. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I don't know. I don't know. That was good. I had, I had to have something that to was... fill the MySpace slot, and, and that seemed like the right thing to go with. So. <laughs> that was man. good. That I was just solid. immediately saw those cringy commercials creep through my head right. <laughs> yeah. of that very clearly hired actor yeah. in the super fake <laughs> farmer flannel yeah. with the rolled up sleeves. He's, like he's wearing Carhartt, <laughs> but he's never done Carhartt shit. <laughs> he's that was oh, amazing. That was good. Thank you for that, Dustin. Oh, yeah, you just fun. made my my life actually. <laughs> All right. For the real question, uh, tell us a little about your history with woodworking. When did you get started? Woodworking. I my granddad had a um, he had a booth at like a local flea market, and he would make all these little like Bart Simpson and Looney Tune like cutouts on his scroll saw. And uh, I think when I was about nine, he had me out there and he had me cutting out like Bart Simpson's all day and he's painting them, you know, <laughs> and and that's when I first started, like, kind of getting interested in it. I was like, this is pretty cool that you can just take this chunk of wood and make it a, a thing, you know. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, I I kind of lost interest in that because I was nine and my attention span was, you know, this big, whereas now it's, you know, about, about that big. So I can fit woodworking in there. And... <laughs> And so I didn't do a lot with it until I think after high school, I started, uh, I think my mom needed some like floating shells. And I was like, oh, hell, I can figure that out. So I had like a skill saw and a drill and I, and I made these floating shells. And I was like, ah, it was fun. And then, you know, thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours later, here, you know, here I am. So, um, so that's kind of how I became interested in it, I guess, is just because it's mm-hmm. always been there, you know? Uh, yeah. And it was a great hobby for for years and years, um, and now it's 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 a job, and so it's not a, not as fun. But I still really really enjoy what I do. So, mm. so where are you now with it? Where I, I'm in Texas. We talked about that earlier. I was, I was... <laughs> no, no, I meant what's your address? <laughs> no, um, what? I'm I'm like. I don't know. I'm full time and I'm booked like three months out. This, this the area oh, of Texas wow. I'm in is growing like super fast. So it's if you hmm. can't if you can't find work in this area, you're you're either not good at what you do or you're just not looking for work because it, it's just everywhere hmm. right now. Um, so it's pretty awesome. easy to pull job basically. security. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What. Uh, what was that moment that made you turn that into a business? Did it just happened by accident or um, kind of, I was, I was working, I was a PM for a custom home builder and we were at like blue tape stage. We we're at punch list stage on this pro- reno project. Um, we're like, I think four days from being done. And the lady says, I want, I want one of those barn doors that Chip and Joanna have, you know? And so, so I was like, all right, no problem. And I went to order the thing and it's like nine weeks out, you know, and stupid expensive. And I was like, Oh yeah. So, like, you know what? I've been woodworking for like forever. I'm pretty sure I can figure out a barn door. So I, so I just made the thing and had my painter stain it for me and we threw it up and she loved it. And then I think her neighbor saw it and then she wanted one. And then her neighbor's sister wanted one. I think it was like mm. eight months later, I was doing just barn doors full time. Um, 
Mm -hmm. The building slowed down a little bit. um, And boss called me in the office and he, he's going to have to lay like three people off. And I'm like, Oh no. And he wants me to help him pick the three. And I'm like, you know? and I was like, well, I know how much you pay these guys. And I know how much you pay me. And I know how much I'm making doing barn doors. So why don't you lay me off? And he's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. We're going to throw yourself under the bus. Right. Cause I was, I was making, <laughs> I was turning down work and then, you know, in, in my shop because I had a full time hmm. job, you know, and I was, and I was okay. like, I can, I can make more, working for myself than I can working for, for this guy. And I love the guy and I loved working there. And he's one of my big, mm. biggest clients still. Um, I do all of his barn doors and custom woodwork stuff. Um, it just, it, there's never really a right time to just jump in and go full time. But it, it, I felt like if there was one, that was going to be as close as it was going to get. So, so mm. I just, I did it and didn't look yeah. back and it's been, it's been worth, it's been God, nine years now. So. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do before? Uh, I was project manager for, for a custom home builder. Yeah. Okay. So you've always been kind of in the, the blue trade yeah. industry. Yeah. I, I was an yeah. area manager for a property blue, management company. Blue collar industry. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't be in like a cubicle or at a desk like all day. I'll just, I would lose my mind. So I've got to be out and about mm-hmm. moving around. So. Yeah. Did, um, the custom homes that you did um talk a little bit about those i mean were they pretty extravagant high dollar not, good not mix of really. everything i mean we did some some higher end homes we did a lot of um i guess it was like your middle class family homes not um okay we didn't do any track homes or anything like that it was all custom homes but they weren't like you know multi-million dollar just your average house you know uh, sure. It was fun doing them custom because you could do, you know, whatever you wanted, whatever the client wanted, we could put in the house. Whereas most of your, most of your big builders are, you know, this is, this is the options we offer and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you want anything else, you're going to have to do it post-contract. So, so it was nice being able to, to give the client what they wanted in the, in their home. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's their home. They're going to have to live with it. So why not give them what they want in it? You know? Mm-hmm. Do you still have a connection to those to that company or to mm-hmm. any custom homes? Yeah, yeah, I still like, do all the barn doors for that company, and you know, I've gotten, nice. you know, and just through working with them, I got to know a lot of the other builders and contractors and things. So, like my old mm. my old painter comes across a client that needs a barn door, he sends them my way, and if I need something painted, I send it to him. So, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's been nice knowing a lot of people in a lot of different trades in the area because yeah. usually if it's something I don't do, I know somebody that does it. So that's that's been huge for me. Yeah, right. It's got to be good for your business being having those connections. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's that's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I I just got recently reconnected with a buddy from high school who who's um I, I guess I don't know what his title would be, but I guess co co manager with his dad co-owner i don't know uh with a custom homes company and he he had me build a, a mantle for him nice and he he told me he was happy with it um customer was happy with it so i think i'm his official mantle guy now hopefully i get some more jobs other than mantles but yeah it's it's cool getting those connections because it's kind of kind of a job security for us woodworkers <laughs> oh for those, sure yeah yeah any builders that you can that you can get in contact with is it's always a plus builders, uh, realtors, yeah. interior designers is, is huge because they've mm-hmm. always got a client mm-hmm. that wants a, a built in or they want to change this or do that. And so yeah, right, interior yeah. designers are great. If, if you know one, you know, 
treat them good because they'll bring you a lot of money. They'll bring you a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm on the flip side of both of you because I work at a lumber yard and I estimate all of those customers. Nice. Homes. There you go. Mm -hmm. And as much as I would love to try and tap into that market, I feel like there may be a conflict of interest because we're mostly business to business. Right, right. Uh. So I don't want to be like, hey, you know, I kind of got this leg up from the other guy. Yeah, that could be a bit tricky, yeah. But, yeah, that's sure. a fun business to be in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I like getting pictures of what you have in stock. Like, today you sent me a picture of some poplar you got. Oh, the poplar rack? Yeah. Yeah. What's your main thing that you're building right now for customers? Um, I do, I still do probably about 75% barn doors. I still do a lot of barn doors. Mm. Uh, just because they're that fad has not died yet. I don't know when it's going to. I hope it doesn't because it's there's you know great profit margins there now, especially yeah. when the mm -hmm. hardware has come down so much. Um Yeah. And I don't think it will die. Yeah, I, I don't think no. so. It's 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 gonna be the new pocket door. Like everybody hates pocket doors, so that's that's the solution to not having to do a pocket door. Um mm, yeah. so yeah, probably about seventy, seventy five percent barn doors and the rest is we're doing a lot of desk lately because there's a lot of people working from home, so they're redoing offices. Mm. Um a few built-ins. I try not to do too many cabinets. Um, I won't do like a full kitchen worth of cabinets. If I get something like that in, I'll sub it out to to a local cabinet shop um, because because I just you know they can do it in a week where it's going to take me three weeks because I'm a, still a one man show here. So, um, right, yeah, a lot of tables. You know, you the stuff you see everybody building online. That's that's mainly what I do: tables, desk, um, furniture pieces, and a lot of barn doors. Um, nice. I absolutely mm -hmm. refuse to do cornhole boards anymore because those are just, just, I hate them. <laughs> They're, it's a rectangle yeah, with a becoming, hole in it and it couldn't be more boring. Yeah. You know. yeah not fun. Kind of becoming yeah. a charcuterie board. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't say that word around Dustin. He doesn't like charcuterie boards. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your reels about, about charcuterie oh, boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I got tired of hearing about them for so long. Everybody and their dog was yeah, asking, yeah. how much for a charcuterie board, you know? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cutting board with a handle, lady. What do I mean? What yeah, li right. literally, what's what's the difference between a charcuterie board and a cutting board? Mm -hmm. like, you're nothing. not supposed to cut on the charcuterie board. Right. It's for serving. Display. Serving. It's a serving thing. Yeah. And my wife, Taylor, took a charcuterie class. Oh. There was like a wine and charcuterie night, right. so she's an expert. That's awesome. Um, the thing that drives me nuts about charcuterie boards now—I'm going to say serving boards because I'm getting tired of saying charcuterie. Um, say charcuterie instead; it's funner. Right. Ch the Chattahoochee boards. We call them, we call them charcuterie uh, boards here. Charcuterie, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Char thing that, that drives me nuts about those is. If you have any sort of milestone, whether that's an anniversary or mm -hmm. you're getting married or whatever, you're going to get 27 of them. Mm -hmm. They are going <laughs> to range from super elegant, like we got one that um, a roadmap of Iowa was CNC'd with like the different nice. cool little sites on right. it. Love that one. We don't even use it because it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. All the way down to... Oh, yeah. Somebody who went to Menards and bought a one by twelve, and hit it with a roundover bit and put stain on it. Right. <laughs> oh man. Nice. So, uh, there's 
There's all sorts of them. Well, <laughs> they made a good shelf for you. Put right. that on your walls, a uh, floating shelf. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, so I am I am really fascinated by the barn door build, though. Um, yeah. So can you kind of walk us through? Tell us your secrets. How do we make a really good barn door? How do we make a good barn door? Um, what I mean, when I start, you can make a decent barn door with just like one by sixes and just like mm. sandwich them together. Um, I've gotten away from that now because I don't. It's just, you know, it's the it's the easy way out, and it's you know, <laughs> I don't like having the seam on the side, so now I do all um, I'll do like six quarter, eight quarter, mill it up, and do all mm-hmm. tongue and groove and just like panels in or glass or whatever's going in between. Um, and I th- it's just, you know, almost like a traditional door, um, a door build where it's all mm. it, almost all tongue and groove now from a mic you get a nice clean edge on either side. You don't have that seam and it's, and it's solid and you get less movement. And, and so it's, you know, I'm typically cutting, cutting my, I'll just mill up my lumber and I'm cutting my styles Right to um, right to length after after milling, and then you just mm-hmm. whatever width you need, you you render rails and put your put your tongues on there, and and you've already got a, a groove all the way down your your styles. So whatever panel or whatever you're sliding in there, mm-hmm. already there for it. So it's super super easy yeah. build, and I mean I can knock out a, two or three of them in a day now. So it's after after milling, of course. But mm. Sure, it's, it's so, quicker and so stronger. What? I feel like. Mm. What kind of uh, bits are you using for your rails and styles, getting those grooves, uh, your tongue and groove? Like, what kind of tools do you use to get those? Uh, table saw and a dado blade. Mm. Or a dado staff. Yeah. Mm. Keep it simple. Yeah, nice. for sure. So do you use – um, you don't use a router for that I, sort of thing? No, I, I used to because I used to use a router for, uh, like, breadboard ends. I would do tongue and groove mm. and do, like, mm-hmm. a drawboard in the middle. And, and I used, I'd use a um, – a rabbit bit in a, in a mm. router for that. Um, but then I would still yeah. go over and I'd find myself still going over and cutting my, uh, cutting my, um, tongues on my table saw. Cause you, it's just easier for me cause you can kind of dial it in that way. So, yeah. I mean, I would love to get a dado stack. I'm, I'm still using my router for that sort of thing just cause I don't have a dado stack. It's right. so much easier if you have a router mm-hmm. than just a regular, just a single blade, you know? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I I can't find my I can't find the uh, I can't justify buying a dado stack right now because I don't use it enough. Right, right. And you know, even even buying like a cheap one, still like a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's like I don't know. I don't use it enough. So yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I that's on my list though. Just send it through the router table. Yeah, yeah. It'll do the same thing. I've already got that. It's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily cheaper, but For if you now, already have it, yeah. it's cheaper. It's already there. Yeah, as well as it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And so, you'll do you'll do different styles, different accents. Oh yeah, yeah. We're um, we're full custom. I board directly. What I'll do is, because I used to like sit down with the client and okay, we're gonna figure out your design or whatever, and it would take hours because they well, well can we change this or can we change that? And I would be there forever trying. And before we finalize design on this thing, so now if you Google barn doors, right, five thousand images will come up. So I, t- I tell mm-hmm. them, you. Google barn do Google image search barn doors and send me three pictures of, of, of what you want or something similar. And, and then we'll narrow it down from there. And that's the easiest, yeah. like the easiest way. And I'll, and I'll give them all access to them. I'll send them a, 
email them an album of all the previous doors I've done so they can look through look through those. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll just nice. have them Google Google search or get on Pinterest or whatever housewives do nowadays and find the door you want and send me a picture of it and we'll, we'll make that door. So that's just so much easier than, than trying to them trying to explain what they want and you trying to get on the same page with them and then telling them what will and won't work and yada, yada. It's easier to just say, send me pictures and then whatever you send, we'll make that. So it's just, just right. so much easier. So, so typically that, that process of having your customer pick out what they want is pretty flawless pretty easy i guess oh yeah yeah because once they um once they pick it out and send me the picture and i'm like and, and i'll i'll double check with them you're absolutely positive this yeah. is the design you want yes okay so now if it changes it it's going to cost you money you know and so typically okay. they won't change yeah. it because yeah. you know because they've agreed to it going in and they're like well i don't you know i don't like it and i'm like well it's you know it's exactly it looks exactly like the picture you sent me so if you want me to change something i can but i'm not doing it for free <laughs> and, yeah. and so most of most so i've i've never had to redo a barn door because they didn't like the look of it because it's you know it's the door they picked out going into it so mm -hmm. it's kind of mm -hmm. foolproof that way so i'm always curious to hear your because the majority of your customers are going to be, you know, fairly easy to work with, you know, and there might be some hiccups, but everyone's pretty reasonable. But have you had some customers that are definitely not reasonable? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's yeah. going to be those in, in any right. service-based so, industry. You're, go you're going to have those. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. I want to hear about deal it. with that. Yeah. Um, I typically don't. When I first started out, I would do, I would go out of my way. I would even lose money on projects trying to make a cut, make them happy. But now I, mm. I just don't deal with them anymore. It's the easiest way to deal with them. Um, if I've got one that's just mm. being, you can tell going in that there's there's going to be no pleasing this person. I will just give them back deposit and say, you know, here's here's a list of five other people that can do the same thing I do. Here, here you go. Have a nice day. And that, that's how I deal with them now. Mm. I, I, I just mm. don't. <laughs> you know? yeah. What do you charge for a deposit? Uh, typically 50%. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at too. Right. I do the same thing. Yeah, and that's another so, mistake I made when I first started was I would do projects without a deposit, but now I just mm. I I won't build grandma cutting board without a deposit anymore. It's just I just don't do yeah. it because it's it's just so easy to to lose your ass on it. You know? It only takes and it only takes one. Yeah, yeah. It's a quick it's a quick lesson learned, but it's it's definitely one that one that you need to learn. So yeah, yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to learn from other people. Yeah. Hop, just jumping into it uh, less than a year. I mean, I've been only doing this as a business for less than a year. And I, I started immediately with 50% deposit. Right, right. Okay, mm. Except, okay, actually with exception of my first project. <laughs> right. But the first project went fine. I still am in business with them. They're right. realtors, so I, I make cutting boards and stuff for them. Um, but... Yeah, every every project to do is fifty percent. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. just to protect my butt, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want. I'm curious. What are some of like the crazy? What, give me one. Give me one crazy story of a customer where they just where you worked with them. They were difficult. I get the craziest, craziest one. I'm trying to think if she still follows me on Instagram. So I don't know if she's gonna see this or not. She <laughs> okay. The craziest one. I was booked. <laughs> I was probably booked out. This was, let's just call it like November. And I was booked out until like mid February. 
and this lady wants a uh, she wants a barn door. And I said, okay, I, you know, not a problem, but I'm just going to let you know up front. I'm not going to be able to get to you till like mid February. I said, if hmm. if I have a cancellation, if something comes up and I can squeeze you in sooner, I totally will. But but it's going to be I would plan on at least mid February, you know. And here we are, in November. Well, like a week later, she calls me. Are you? Is my barn door done yet? And I said, Well, no, it's it's not even beginning of February yet. You know, I was like, I'm like, no, no, not at all. You know, I said, I told you I will squeeze you in when I if I can, I'll squeeze you in, but 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 plan on mid February. Okay, okay. And like a week later, she I get a Facebook message like this long from this lady. I'm calling the police. I've given you a deposit. I've done this. I've done what? that. My barn door's not done yet, and I'm like, and I still had the text because I do everything. That's another thing: do everything via text or email, so you've got it in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah. So, so I sent her like our messages, and I was like, "Look, here's where I said mid February, you know," and she just wasn't having it. And that was another one that I just ended up um, just saying, "You know what? Here, here, here's your deposit. Um, I haven't, I haven't started your door yet, so I'll just it'll be somebody else's door later, you know." So just here's your money back. Go, go away. And funny, funny thing is now she makes my t-shirts <laughs> and she's oh, great. Man. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she was just going through a thing in her life. I don't know what it was, but she just completely, she sent my wife Facebook messages. She I mean, she was just irate through this whole thing. And I was like, whoa. And then I had forgotten about it. And, and it's like a year later. And I see that she had posted on Facebook and I didn't even remember who she was, but she had posted on Facebook that she was making these t-shirts and I needed t-shirts for, I was, I made some shirts and was selling them. And then money from that went to charity stuff. Um, so I need t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And so I just sent her a message, mm-hmm. Hey, need some t-shirts. And, and she gets back to me. Everything went great. And I go to pick up the t-shirts and I see the lady and I'm like, Oh my God, it's her. You know, but oh, she, man. Never, she never said anything else about it. So I don't know if she forgot, I don't know what the deal is, but, but that she was definitely, that was the weirdest interaction I've ever had with a, with a client. So, and that's mm-hmm. why I was kind of hesitant to tell that story because I don't know. I can't remember if she's still. I may get another Facebook message tomorrow because <laughs> I don't know if she. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe she'll never see this and everything will be fine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you you got a good month. This episode will probably air in. I'm trying to think. We've got no. we've got okay. four, three or four other episodes. Okay, cool, cool. Releasing so b- before this one. Evacuation blocker for a progress. week. We'll give you a heads up. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. You know, my wife hates that I do business and did business via text. Mm. And, you know, she's like, well, you got to just either do it in person or over the phone because then there's there's less chance of things being misconstrued, which is true. Yeah. There's yeah. more there's more context to what you're saying, <laughs> less chance that people can take things wrong. Right, right. For sure. But then when you have it on your phone, mm. it's a good reminder not only for the customer, but for you, like, hey, you're right. I did say I was going to be there mm-hmm. this week. Oh, for sure. yeah. You know, keeps you both accountable, really. It, oh, a hundred percent. And I'll even and I'll go to a customer's house and tell you, hey, can you come over and look at this? Can we talk about this? I'll, I have no problem going and, and talking to them. But then mm-hmm. that evening when I get home, I'll shoot them an email. Hey, just a quick recap as per our conversation. Right. This, 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 and this, and that way I've still got it in writing, and they've, you know. It's just right, a good way right. to, to cover your butt, and it, and it covers their butts too. And and a lot of them realize that and appreciate it. So, you have to take 
a deposit. And at first I was always super sketchy about asking people for a deposit, you know, because at least around here, after this storm that leveled us, there was so much scamming that was going right. on. You know, we had all these out of town contractors coming in, mm-hmm. taking 10, 15, $20,000 at a time per family. One guy just got sentenced to like 30 years in prison. Whoa. Um, so a lot of people were leery of that. And we were trying to be sensitive to that too. Right. For sure. Um, and then it just got to the point where like, if it was over 500 bucks, like, sorry, you're putting money down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially after that, that fence happened, right. you know, it's like, I, I can't, yes, we have credit, a credit right. account at right. the lumber yard, but if I get stiffed now, I'm going out of my pocket because I'm not going to stiff then. Right. So got to have a safety net, oh, sure. at least to cover some of it. Yeah. At the very least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure that you don't owe anybody money. Right. Yeah, and that's why I do the fifty percent because it covers materials and and a, usually a little bit of the labor. Um, and that way, if yeah. somebody yep. does back out of a project, you're not, you know, it's not costing you anything at least, you know. So that's right. you know, other than right. your time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is I great. think it's. It serves the purpose of making sure your customer's on board with, with you working, but it also, like, to them, it communicates, like, okay, I've got your money, so I need to be on board, too. Right. So it's right. it's a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a safety thing for both parties, I think. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. just makes sense. Um, Have you had situations where customers don't want to or even, you know, you suggesting that putting a down payment kind of sketches them out a little bit? Not really. No, no, not. It's, it, it, it hadn't really been an issue. Um, of course I'm doing, you know, I mean, I'm doing a deposit, maybe $1,200. It's not 20 grand down, you know, so it's, it's not, a, right. it's not, it, it seems like it's not a huge issue for most, you know, most people. Um, there's, a certain group of people that, that has an issue with it. And I'm going to leave it at that and I'll tell you later, but, but, um, but no, not typically. No, there's not an issue with it. And if they do have a, a problem with it, that's again, where I, I'm, I'm kind of lucky in that I'm busy enough that if I don't want to deal with that project, I don't have to. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. I, I can just find yeah. out, tell them I'm not ordering materials until deposit clears, and that's you know, that's where we're at. And if you know, it, good luck finding somebody who will. You know, right? Yeah. And right. It also acts as kind of like a weed killer. You know, weeds out those people yes. that you yeah, wouldn't really sure. want to be working with anyway. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. If you don't want to put money down, sorry. Right. Find yeah. somebody else. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't want to do the work right. for you. But I really don't want to end up in a sticky situation. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. I, I've i gotten used to, one, turning people down, but two, people also, like, once I tell them my price, you know, ghosting. And even if I reach out to them, it's still ghosting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you get used to it. It's just the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you quote somebody a price and you either don't hear back from them or, or, they say your price is too expensive or it, it's it, then you you don't want that client anyway so you know, right i feel like you kind of got right. the bullet there so yeah. yeah yeah or the other thing is sometimes you just gotta let them price shop yeah 
Because yeah. um, they they may come back to you and say either, hey, you're a little less than everybody else. I thought you were expensive. Or they're going to, you know, hey, you're super competitive. Right, right. One of the, the, my favorite thing, my absolute favorite thing is when a client says, well, I saw a barn door at Lowe's for like $499 and I love when that happens because I will I'll take the time to actually google map and find the closest lows to their house and I will send them a link right to it mm. <laughs> have a good day you know there you go. I yep. love when that happens it's so funny <laughs> enjoy your dimensional lumber barn door. right and after they, and... Yeah, after they go to Lowe's and they buy the barn door for with the barn door for $499 and they get, and then it gets delivered, and they realize it's a kit, and they have to put it together. And one side of it is mm-hmm. all exposed screws, and then they got to buy hardware from Lowe's, which is like 150. And then they got to pay, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum who work at Lowe's to come and install the thing, <laughs> <laughs> and to leave, and it won't stay open because it's it's not level. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. and once they go through all that, <laughs> they realize, you know, for another couple hundred bucks i could have had a, a custom door and it, and everything would be fine you know and so yeah yep. i love that that's, that's great yeah <laughs> perspective yeah i mean yeah yeah i've installed several barn doors um i've never made one right um but just a few miles um away from my house there was a gal who i had the opportunity to do a bunch of work for she bought a, a really old farm mm-hmm. Um, cause she had horses and she needed a place with pasture and the pens and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a barn that fell. So it was all of the original oh, that's awesome. oak, that's cool. um, with kind of the chipped away red and white paint right. and everything. It yeah, was yeah. so beautiful. That's super cool. Um, so she got a handful of barn doors for her place. Mm-hmm asked me if I would put them in and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's the perfect middle of December project for, you know, this time of year. And, um, I saw that stack and I put every behind every rail kit. I put one of those one by 12 pieces of, of barn wood to act a as a header, but B it was just such a beautiful accent. Right. For sure. Yeah. It looks 10 times better and it's great because you don't have to worry about where your studs are. You just, as far as right. like the rail up, you know. Yep, yep. And she stained them. Um, she knocked it out of the park with her. That's awesome. Whatever stain com- combination she used. She used like a dark gray um, semi-solid stain. Oh, nice. And then went over it with like a dark red um, like barn stain. Super cool. And it looked way cool. That's awesome. But the weird thing is because now the moisture content mm. – in the in the winter, right. they're super warped, right. and in the summer, they go back to flat. Right. <laughs> wow! Mm. <laughs> so, wood science—we're yeah. back yeah. on it. Wood <laughs> always comes full circle to right. that. Wouldn't it be nice if our wood would just stay flat? <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a material that you could you could just make a board that doesn't ever move. It's called LSL. Oh, there is a product. <laughs> um, I was going to say, so I, I've had to uh, turn people down uh, because they want something that I don't, 
like my they asked me to make a product that was not up to the quality that I like to make. Mm -hmm. Like I was making hat, I've made a couple hat racks and I always make it hardwood. You know, I put a lot of time and energy, I put a lot of passion into what I make. And I've like pride about it. Like I don't want to make something that's like anybody can make. I want to make something that, you know, I'm putting energy into this. And she didn't want that. She wanted something that was basic and she said nothing fancy. And she's looking for something that was like half the price of what I was doing. And I, I knocked it down. I was like, okay, I can, I can do basic stuff and I can knock the price down. But, and she, she messaged, she's like, I'll think about it. Um, I reached out and she said, we're not going to go with it. But I, part of me is like, I, I just can't justify spending because i'll probably spend relatively the same amount of hours on on a project even if it's just the basic stuff mm-hmm. um less but you know give or take a few and uh, i just couldn't justify part of it was like it wasn't really about the money it was about like i don't want to put a product out there that i'm not proud right. of but, and yeah, i know that you're not looking gonna, people are going to see that and they're going to say who built that right that hat rack and she's going to say oh dylan did or huge right and and the uh, <laughs> And you, you know, if it looks like a piece of crap, then now your name is on a piece of crap. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally like, get it. What do you want? Yeah. She wanted to pay less, and I, yeah. I was like, "Go to Walmart if you want something less." Because yeah. I'm right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do Walmart quality. He is still open. <laughs> if you hurry, you can yeah. make it. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> so, I think the funny, the funnest one I had was a. Uh, the lady wanted a solid walnut uh, dining room table, and we had gone. We got all the way to like the design stage. What, we, what the table? What table she wants? What she wants the table to look like, and what the what kind of base she wants. And I was like, okay, what you know, as far as finish goes, are you going to want something kind of glossy, semi-glossy? Like, what do you, you know? What are you going to want? She goes, oh, just build it, and when it gets here, we'll paint it. And I did this way, click. Oh, what? No. <laughs> click. I mean, How would you want to make it a walnut if you yeah. paint it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're no. not painting walnut and then telling people that I made that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So. What do so, you uh, uh, it, I'll add one more quick story here, and then I've got a few questions, a few more questions for you. Um, but. Today at work, I was walking the yard. I was checking out that clear cedar stack. And one of the yard guys pulled his fork truck over, and he's like, hey, I got some woodworking questions for you. It's like, oh, okay. And he, speaking of Ikea, he goes, I really want to build a super nice set of nightstands, but I don't want to overpay for a press board piece of junk from Ikea that... I have to put together anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a situation where he was, he's a very new, very beginner. Like he said, he just has a hand handful of, you know, like a circular saw and impact and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and it was one of those situations where like in trying to guide him, kind of got to like check yourself a little bit and like, okay, what is he looking for? Is he looking for something that is going to be super stellar in quality? Is he going to want this to be a maple nightstand with waterfall edges and, you know, self-closing drawers, or is this going to be like a, Hey, I don't woodwork and I want to throw together a few dimensional lumber nightstands and be proud of them. And 
we talked a little bit and and it was kind of fun to chat with them a little bit because we all have that starting point, right? And like the three of us maybe past the point where it's like, okay, what you're requesting to purchase, yes, that's going to be below, you know, my quality of what I would like to provide for you. Like I'm not going to slap together a hat rack out of one by sixes or a serving board out of a single one by 12. Like you get what I'm, what I'm going for, but I hope, I really hope that he, that he puts those together because, because he seemed, he seemed pretty passionate about that. But I like to, I like to tell the client, I, I like to tell them that my main goal is to, is to give them a piece that I'm going to be proud of. And, and that usually yeah. ends mm-hmm. all discussions of, you know, how long is it going to take? What's it made? Of, is it going to be good quality? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? Mm. It's like, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. not my, that's my main goal. If it takes me two months to build it, that, you know, then it takes me two months. If it, you know, and, and that usually, mm-hmm. that usually kind of nips all that in the butt and, and takes care of a lot of that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I like to start with that too. Like my goals are, are quality, uniqueness, yeah. and, um, uh, what's, what's my other word? Quality, uh, purpose, isn't it? Oh man. Why can I not think of my third word? I, I have three words that I use quality, uniqueness, and, uh, oh my gosh, what? my brain. I got to go Isn't to my website. serve a purpose? No, that's uh, I got to go to my website is it to, to see. <laughs> is it form? Is it functionality? There you go. Quality. There you go. Qual- quality, uniqueness, functionality. Those are my three words. Make, make, I say every we'll project make that fits your in these. word and you'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the call back to the safe words in there. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> every project has to fit in this box of functionality, uniqueness, right, right. and uh, and and quality. Because I'm I'm not gonna go astray from that. Because I'm I'm not gonna be proud of it if it doesn't fit in those boxes. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So Dustin, walk us through your shop a little bit. Um, what are you What are you working with? What are your What's kind of your methods of building? Um, well, I don't kind of take us on a, I'm not an audible. I'm not the guy that's going to like get a project and then go to like sketch up and make a drawing and make a cut list and make this and that. And I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm a guy that's going to look at a picture and just kind of build it as I go. You know, (laughs) I mean, I'll, I'll stake to, um, perimeters as far as like, you know, dimensions and things like that. You know, if you want your table. 46 by 86 whatever i'll do that but i'm not gonna make a drawing and a cut list and all that to do that because there's no there's no need for it um and if a customer wants a picture of or or needs a drawing then i then i will take that extra step if it's if the job's gonna be worth it you know if it's like a custom built-in or something because a lot of times customer will have problem they'll have a problem visualizing what they want and and they need that they need that drawing in front of them to see, you know, so they can hold it up and go, Oh, that's what it's going to, you know? So if they, if they need mm-hmm. that step, I'll, I'll do it. But I typically don't, I typically just kind of build as I go. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's kind of my process as far as barn doors go. They're all 
pretty much the same unless you're doing like live edge or like an epoxy river door or something like that they're all pretty much the same it's just you know it's a tongue and groove frame with you know this panel and these braces inside or glass inside you know so it, so those are all pretty much the same so all you need to know is the size um Hmm. And I don't do a lot of, I don't have a lot of faith. I don't do the CNC. I've got a laser, but I never use the stupid thing. Um, you know, <laughs> joiner, planer, a jet table saw that I've had forever. And everybody asks, why don't you get a saw stop? And I said, because I don't put my fingers on the blade, so I don't need one. And so I've, I've been running this mm-hmm. jet cabinet saw forever and I love it. And, and if it ever dies, I'll probably die with it. Cause it's just, my, <laughs> I love this saw <laughs> and I don't even know if they make them anymore. <laughs> um, you know, a stupid DeWalt. I don't, I use the miter saw for like rough dimensions. I don't if, if it's a precision cut, yeah. it's again, the table saw, but for like breaking down material and things like that, miter saw is great. Um, is that the, uh, the the seven sixteen. That is the no, because some Dewalt reps were here the other day and they were making fun of it because it's so old. <laughs> it's a twelve inch non slider. I can tell that. They're making fun of you because their saw is old. It's a seven oh nine. It's a seven oh nine. It's a double bevel sliding compound miter saw it's it's a 12 inch and it's it does whatever i need oh it is a slider yeah yeah okay yeah it does whatever i need to do oh um oh man i don't even know if i'm allowed to talk about it but dewalt is working on a cordless version of the sliding compound it's gonna be awesome (laughs) i got to play with the prototype one and it was great (laughs) we'll find out if you're allowed to talk about it when we right i'll get a season desist or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but that i mean as far as tools go that's i mean a crap ton of drills and routers and things like that the sanders i just switched from a merca to a um, surf prep and really in comparison they're the same sander i mean it's it's they're both Mm -hmm. great products so I feel like hot stuff right now because Surf Prep uh, followed me the other day. Nice, yeah, yeah. Hannah's great, and then uh, Skyler, I think, is her dad's name. They're they're both just just great people to work with. Yeah. Okay, oh, I so want a, one so bad. That's a daughter son. Like that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know it was a Hannah was. I didn't know they were related. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Hannah and Skyler family. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I've talked to unless them a they're bit. not, and I just lied to you. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like they are. I, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. That's cool. I've talked to them a little bit. I yeah, I'm I'm all for it too, Trav. Mm-hmm. Like I I want to I want to surf prep. Yeah, yeah, they just offer so much. I mean, there's they, so much versatility. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The the pad, the thick pad they offer mm-hmm. is what gets me because you don't mm-hmm. see any other company doing that. Right. Right. right yeah. Yeah. It's great I mean, that you can stand like a profile and not. Worry right. about running right. it or flattening one of the edges or something like that. That's that's super cool. Right. And that little, their little like three by five. This little, this little guy here, the little, just the little square sander. This thing is mm-hmm. so awesome for you know getting in corners and or detail sanding goes. You know, and then the six inch is mm-hmm. just it's another six inch orbital sander. It's a great sander. So, mm-hmm. and then I already had mm-hmm. the Merca in the. I think my I think the Merca is my one thirty second orbit, and I got the the surf prep in the one sixteen. So I've got one for kind of rough sanding, and then one for finished sanding. And I don't remember okay. which one's which. 
So I just kind of go back and forth. I was going to say, yeah, I've read up a little bit on how they have the different orbital width patterns. Right, right. And you can really get a lot of versatility there for for your finished sand versus rough sand. Yeah. Hmm. Here on the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast, we're not experts, but we want to be. There's always room to grow, right? Surf Prep Sanding has the same ideals. They want to make our woodworking experience the best as possible. And they do that through creating a sander that is smooth, quiet, and efficient. Since getting a Surf Prep Sander, I've noticed I can actually have a conversation with somebody in the room with me while I'm sanding, which is something I could never do before because of how loud my sander was. Secondly, when I sanded before, I turned my sander off and take 12 seconds to uh, slow down and you do that over and over again, that time adds up. Well, Surf Prep Sanding offers two second stop times. So I sand, I turn it off, within two seconds that thing is ready to set down. It's amazing. Thirdly, I used to hate sanding so much because of maybe how cumbersome my sander was. It's heavy, it's bulky, sometimes it's just kind of a nuisance to use. But with the Surf Prep, it's smooth, it's easy to operate, it's so efficient, and it honestly, it makes me hate sanding a lot less. So we wanna invite you to also try the products. Travis and I would not try to sell you a product that we wouldn't even buy ourselves. So we wanna offer you a code wouldn't it be nice that is wooden as in wood en it be nice that gives you 10 percent off your order on surfprepsanding.com go to check out the website and they've got all this stuff that you might need so go use that code wouldn't it be nice for 10 percent off your order thanks again for listening guys let's get back to the podcast um trav do you have any other questions for dustin I mean, DeWalt's great. That's the only thing I need to add. It's the only tool you'll ever need. Yeah, we're we're both DeWalt guys. I have like tons of DeWalt because it's the first thing I bought. So I had the batteries. So I just keep buying DeWalt stuff because I've yeah. got the batteries. Yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah, so it's great. It's, you been, are, it's been great. You're looking at a rare, rare case here in a person who started Milwaukee right. and switched to DeWalt. Right. I was not a fan. Yeah, I'm not um, a huge Milwaukee fan, except for their, their corded, uh, the corded Sawzall that Milwaukee makes. is probably the mm-hmm. best one out there. I love that thing. Um, I do have a corded circular saw that I love. Right. Yeah, yeah um, that's still got that thing's great. You know, <laughs> My Milwaukee um, uh, circular saw has got a – because I, I cut through the cord one day. So I put a new cord on. <laughs> Me too. I've I've done that. So and I was on the Mine's job all taped site. up. Uh, I was on job site and I had like I, I had to finish. So I just took one of my extension cords and cut like thirty foot off of it and wired it back. So now I've got a a Milwaukee skill saw with like a thirty foot yellow and blue cord awesome. on it, which is great. If you take the job site, yeah. nobody's going to be able to steal that saw because you're like, hey, that that's my. <laughs> and half the time you don't yeah, need an mine. extension cord because that stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's smart i should do that because i have so i did that one day i cut through the cord right. and then like a month later we were trimming he- the hedges um at my wife's grandparents house and she cut through my extension cord mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. meant to be yeah yeah perfect yeah <laughs> 
I was um, using some moving boxes as as some sawhorses when I had just moved to my last house we moved into, and back in 2020, and uh, my band or my uh, what am I trying to say? My sander, my uh, belt sander. That's it. Mm-hmm. My belt sander, my handheld belt sander was sitting in this box, and I cut through it and I cut the cord off, but it was like two inches away from you know where it connects to to the tool, so I was able to mm-hmm. to replace it pretty easily. It back on there, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee was, was fine. Um, they, their battery is out of this world. Good. Right. Um, yeah, I've heard that. you know, I, I had my Milwaukee stuff up until just a couple months ago. I just didn't use it. Um, then we went and built a pole barn right. and I thought, man, I want to run one battery all week. I'm going to make it my Milwaukee. Right. And that thing lasted all week. Awesome. It was great. So their batteries out of this world. The problem that I had with them is I was warranting my impact and my drill constantly. I think one right. drill I sent in for warranty three times in a year, right. the Chuck kept getting stuck. And the chuck kept getting stuck on the um, impact too. Wow! So it's like you know, I can't, I can't be down drills when I run a construction company. Right, right. You know, I'll suffer a little bit of battery life and buy a few extra batteries sure, and, and switch sure. to Dewalt. Mm-hmm. And I still, I the, love it. My drill and my impact are probably at least ten years old. Like they're not even the brushless models. How old they are? And I've had them forever. Mm-hmm. They're the Dewalts. Yeah, and I use them constantly, and I've never had an yeah. issue with them. It's been they've been great. Same, yeah. same. I've had no issues with my drills or my yeah. circular saw or any of it. It's not yeah. the same because and, you it, typically, if you ask ten people what's the best cordless tool, you're going to get at least eight different answers. You know, but I think it's just really mm-hmm. a matter of preference. Whatever you you know, yeah. I mean, with the exception of like Arbor Freight or like maybe the green <laughs> the green tools that. I mean, they, um, I'll just just say Ryobi. There is nothing wrong with the Ryobi tools, but if you're going to be using the tool like all day, every day, don't get Ryobi. (laughs) It's it's more Mm -hmm. of the, like the, the hobby woodworker or this earlier. They're great for like, you're just starting out, just getting into it because you can, because they're affordable. Weekend warrior. Right. Yeah. I'm going to do three projects a year right yeah. yeah but you're just the thing is not gonna you're not gonna run it all day every day for 10 years because just you're just not but have you seen that video as a reel the guy shows up he's talking about remodeling some guy's basement and yeah. he's got the ryobi tools <laughs> yeah. and and the the homeowner changes he's like oh yeah uh, turns out we don't need you yeah. to to work on this project <laughs> and he says that after he sees his ryobi yeah that's great it's so yeah, funny that's great. Yeah. It's so good I mean, I have I have a Ryobi planer and a and a Ryobi table saw, right. and they're they serve their purpose. Right. It's a nice planer. That's, that's about it. Does all. a good job. I mean, yeah. the planer the planer is great. Right. I yeah. actually I've never used that. I've never used that. I did have a one. One first first decided like my first barn door I built on a Ryobi like job site table saw i mean it was yeah, sketchy yep. as hell i can't believe i have all my fingers still but i gotta do it'll get the job done it's, yes. you know <laughs> so i'm in that battle right now i bought it because i was in a pinch and needed a job site table saw right right um because i was out building 
it was on a Black Friday sale, so it was like 179 bucks. Right. It was going to do everything I needed it to do. Right. But it no deal. longer does that for me. You're right. right. I'm no longer getting tight square cuts. Right. When I do glue-ups, it doesn't matter if I'm gluing eight inches of width together right. or three feet of width together. I got to put 51-inch Bessie clamps on those things right. to get <laughs> those joints tight. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they're not. Yeah, you know, well, so and also, and you're doing more of that damn thing. Those things are so loud. And I remember mine yeah, when they kick it on, loud. it would like jump an inch off the ground. It would... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thing was nuts. <laughs> I would run mine and I wear hearing protection when right, I run mine. Right. And then, um, Dylan and I are doing the maker collab, um, together. Right. And we stopped, I stopped over to build something. I thought he was frozen and then I saw his eyes move. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I I stopped over um, to work on a project and he fired that thing up and yeah. I could like barely hear yeah. it. Is so oh, my, my delta. Got delta. I've got yeah. a delta, yeah. yeah. So well, and now you're not doing as much framing stuff. You're doing fine woodwork stuff that right. re- requires right. the solid, you know, the glue joints. I need and stuff and... I need longer width. I need longer outfeed. You know, right. yeah. when I was when I was doing some of that stuff. I'm ripping dimensional lumber, and if it wasn't pretty, it wasn't pretty. Who cares? It was getting covered. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Dylan actually found a Delta contractor saw. It's probably 15 years old, sitting on the curb for free. Oh, wow. Um, He gave it to me. I can't get it to run. Um, The owner said it was the switch. I replaced the switch. I have it kind of boiled down to the star capacitor. Right. You check the brushes on just... it? Oh, I guess I haven't. A lot of times you can throw a new set of brushes in there if you can find them for that saw. And a lot of times right. they'll fire it up. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert, but. <laughs> right. I just have it. I just have it listed on Facebook now because I want the space back. Right. And right. it's like, I'll build three or four projects, sell them and buy a new one. Right. Yeah. Who cares? But for sure. Now it's, now it's just what brand (laughs) do I want? Looked at Bosch, looked at Rikon, looked at Delta. They're all great. What do you run for a table saw? A jet. That's right. You said that. That's right. But, yeah, I think we're kind of getting towards the end here, yeah. Dill. So we've got a couple. We got two questions. Our last two questions are always: What is your "Wouldn't it be nice?" and "What is your favorite dad joke?" So we'll start with the "Wouldn't it be nice?" question. Wouldn't it be nice? What's it? It would. Right now, my "Wouldn't it be nice?" is "Wouldn't it be nice if I could quit building commission pieces and build whatever the hell I wanted?" I think that would be that's mm. kind of my next goal is to get away from even if I've got to go take a part time job somewhere. I think I'm I'm going to if I have to to because I want to get hmm. to where I can just own like I said focus more on content creation and and less on building another yeah. damn table or another damn barn door. So <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would like to pick a project like I really want to make like a mid century modern like rec- old school style record player cabinet like that's going to be my first like build for me. Mm just because i want to build it and so if i could do that and use it for content and if it takes a month it takes a month you know that would be great so that's that's my wouldn't it be nice if i could just build 
what I wanted instead of, you know, what, mm. what Karen saw on Pinterest last week. So, <laughs> so are you content creation? Are you talking YouTube? Yeah. Talking need to get, I've had Instagram? a YouTube channel for, oh, I don't know, five years and it's got maybe five videos on it. Like I've really been focused on it mm. for five years. <laughs> and so well, I, I need to do that. I just find it. And that's another thing where being a full-time woodworker, I just don't have time to add another social media outlet and add long form video to, to my yeah. schedule, mm-hmm. you know, as it is now. So, so I've got to figure out how, yeah. to, how to free up some time to focus on, on YouTube. Cause right now it's just Instagram. And then that dumps directly into Facebook. I never look at Facebook which I should because most of my work comes from Facebook. So. <laughs> right. so Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, man, I wish we could, every time we, we bring up a new topic, I'm like, we could talk for this, talk about this <laughs> yeah, for hours. We really could. We really um, could. but being for a full time podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just one, one more quick one. Being a full time woodworker, do you have any, advice out there for mm. either the two of us or for any of our listeners for my biggest my biggest piece of advice is if you're gonna if you're gonna take your passion or your hobby uh which is woodworking if you're gonna take that and make it a full-time gig make sure that it is that, that, that you really really love doing it because it's mm. gonna turn from a, a fun thing to do into a thing you have to do all the time yeah um, yeah. So make, make sure that that's something you're ready for. And, and, I, and I don't want to discourage people from doing it, but it, it does, right. you, you know, you lose a lot of that creative freedom with it in the beginning. If you want to get your, mm. you know, building to spec and building to, to clients, you know, what, what the client wants and not building what you want and not getting to, if you want to change something, change it, you know, without, without having to check with somebody first. So it, it does take a little oh, yeah. bit of the fun out of it, but at the same time, you're still, doing what you love to do and, and get paid for it. And that's, you know, what is it they say? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I found out that's a Mm -hmm. stinking lie because now I work my (laughs) ass off, you know, (laughs) but it's just, you know, and that's another thing is the hours is my, cause my first thought was I'm going to start my own business. I can work when I want, you know, a couple hours a day, whatever. I work like twice as much now as I did when I was working for somebody else, because now you're, yeah, your marketing, your your sales, your right. building, your right. install, you're your all the things all in one. And it's it's a lot of different hats to wear and it takes up a lot yeah. of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, turning your hobby into a business. I mean, for me, I've experienced it's like I love woodworking. So I like I love making money off of it. Like, that's great. It's an awesome opportunity. Right. But also, like, sometimes I, I, I feel like it's almost taking the joy out of woodworking for me too right, at some right. points because i'm like i've got this project i got to do i committed to I, I took a deposit on it i've told my customer hey i'll have it done by this and right, man, right. i just like don't want to do it at all yeah like, yeah like, adding, oh. a, adding a deadline to a project really kind of it does suck a lot of yeah. the fun out of it because you know okay i have to have it done you can't whereas yeah. like if i'm building a desk for for my office you know it if i don't feel like working on it today i don't have to i'll do it tomorrow but right building your right. desk for a client you you got to have that thing done on time and delivered and all that so it, yeah it does take a lot of that yeah. a little bit of the fun out of yeah. it and that's, i would suggest finding like like i did with with disc golf find another hobby so you've got another outlet because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You, you've got to have that you know get away from 
the shop and get away from the the hustle and just and just decompress and that's yeah. um that's what what disc golf has done for me and what kind of what workbench con is for me every year is just four or five days to just go oh, and just forget about everything mm. back at the shop and just kind of decompress hang out with my friends you know and, and it kind of gives you a, a creative recharge so it's you know find something like that that's that you can get away from it every now and then is a huge right. deal when you go full-time yeah no that's that's that, that's great advice very yeah i mean very important so drew Witt, we had him on last episode and he talks about that if you he said and i love this so much he said if you work with your mind you rest with your hands right and, and vice versa you exactly. work with your your hands yeah. you rest with your mind it's so important to find a hobby something <laughs> something to do um whatever you do right. i mean right. for me really woodworking is still more of a hobby than anything i mean i'm making some money off of it but for me it's it's fun still right right because i'm i'm doing full-time other stuff so it's still restful for me oh yeah definitely be a long be a really long day. I'm tired. My mind's numb, but I can go out and, you know, just do some woodworking, man. It's, it's just like therapy. It's rest for right, me. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that was, that's what I kind of struggled with in the beginning was I took that. Cause that's what that used to be for me was get out in the shop for a couple mm-hmm. of hours and pop mm-hmm. some music in. And it's just me in this, in this project and nothing else going on, you know, and, and that kind of Right. Making it full time kind of took that away, so I had to find something to re- to replace that. So, yeah, and that's kind of what disc golf did for me too. And for the longest time, you know, for the past almost ten years, I've been a live musician. Right. You know, pounding pavement from bar to bar. Not as much lately as I had in the past, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the past year. It's been like a chore. Right. No longer what I what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you scheduled three hours, you'd go in, you'd sit down. It's like, all right, it's eight o'clock. It's counting down the minutes right, until right. 11. And it was so slow. It was just, it was too much of a chore. Yeah, yeah. And la- last weekend, um, we went and played an open mic just cause we could. And that was the fastest three hours had ever gone by. Right. right. You know, you flip it back into that context of, okay, now this is fun again. It's not an obligation. For sure. And, yeah. you know, that fire's kind of relit. And it's for that exact reason that I don't know that I will ever go full-time woodworking. Right. Um, sure, it would be nice. Sure, I would love to make money off of it and grow. Um, but I don't want to turn this thing that I just have this – this unsatiable passion for to turn into that. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the line you got to walk here. Especially if you're a hobbyist wanting to make money off of it. It's like contemplate it first before you dive in because it, it's, well, it can it's be, more, it can be a great hobby in that it can sort of pay for itself. Like you can, yeah. Right. You build a mm-hmm. you build a, a project that you want, whatever, and, and and you sell it or you don't sell it or whatever. I mean, if you don't sell it, you, you know, great, you've got a nice piece of furniture in your house. If you sell it, then you can take that money and buy the new tool you've been wanting, or or right, yeah. so it, it can kind of sustain itself if you're doing it as a hobby mm-hmm. and also making a little money from it. So that that part of it's not yeah, right. for sure. I, I mean, I would essentially for... like to mm. go ahead. Sorry. 
I was just going to say, I often refer to to it as a self-sustaining hobby for me. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make a piece, sell it, buy a tool. Mm-hmm. Cycle yep. repeats itself. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I would like to get to the point where, you know, it's that that pays off my truck and, mm-hmm. you know, helps us, you know, live comfortably and then put – you know, like I want to put up a, a 16 by 30 building that's strictly dedicated for a woodworking shop. And man, it would just feel so like it would just feel right if it was my projects that paid for that. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Because then it's then it almost gives it that sense of like, OK, this grew to the point where I was able to provide this. Right, for sure. Sorry, my cat was scratching our brand new couch. Um, cats are assholes. I hate cats. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> but yeah, just getting to the to the point where I can justify growing. Right. But I'll stay just under that line of justifying going full time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm full time now, and I'm kind of at the line where I probably could have like employees and just go out and sales or whatever but i don't i don't want to go past that point i kind of like where i'm at now where i get to i still do all the work and it's just me and nobody else is relying on me for a paycheck because that's just so much added stress to the Mm -hmm. to the the thing that i just i don't i don't want to i don't know that i want to be there you know (laughs) right yeah it's like takes a lot of thought and you got to be intentional about it too. Cause yeah, this, sure. this is not something you business owning your own business is not something to take lightly. Oh, no, um, no. I took a year. I literally took a year researching, contemplating, just preparing for it and finally decided to take the leap. But I mean, right. it took a year to get to the point where I felt comfortable. Like, okay, I'm going to do business. Right. Mm-hmm. And re- right now I'm so busy. It's like, I can't even really do, do it as a business. It's like, I'm, making sales but that's it's not like right, right i'm not paying any bills with what i'm making right 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 but it, it takes it takes a lot of thought you really got to think about it before you dive sure, in it's not something sure. you take lightly mm-hmm. mm. man i love that okay so let's let's do our last thing so you got you got any uh good dad jokes for us dustin oh man i don't what was my dad used to tell you yeah, just say don't spend a lot of time looking for your perfect match. Just use a lighter. <laughs> that <laughs> That's my favorite one so far. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I love the classic, like, hey, I'm going to run across the gas station and get a pop. Yeah. Oh, don't run yeah, drive. It'll drive. go quicker. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think my, my dad would always, I don't think he'd ever left the grocery store without telling the lady, come back and see us. And she would just look at him like, what? That's, that's my line. You know, <laughs> 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 that, that was, he was so much fun. He liked to, if he, if he had a chance to mess with you, he was gonna mess with you. And that's, yeah, you know, that's that always awesome. great. Um, <laughs> I, man, I, I mean, you can't strap anything down in the truck without slapping it and saying that's not going anywhere. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, yep. you know, that's a thing. You, yep. you can't pick up tongs without the, the double click 
the double click. Yeah. yeah, that would you be like a double trigger a pull on the drill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but do you? And I still to this day, even though I have the slide batteries now and not the ones, I I still feel like I'm loading a new mag when I put a battery on. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I'm in those uh, those those movie moments where it's like they're loading up, getting ready for war. And I'm just like clicking in my mag, right? Know, yeah, that dramatic scene. The only thing and... better would be if you're like slowly walking away from like an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah, and then well, I saw uh, I saw a funny meme the other day of two like young dads who were standing at the garage door in their jean shorts and their New Balance shoes, <laughs> bending over watching it rain. Yeah, and it said, "This picture is the definition of quote." We needed this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I saw that too. Did you That's send that to true. me? I saw that too. I, don't know. I, sh- I shared it and I said, yeah. I just commented and said like every dad waiting to mow for the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We needed this. <laughs> so I, I went to McDonald's the other day and I had a, a kid's meal. And man, I tell you, that mom was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good one <laughs> I think I said that last episode I can't remember <laughs> I don't oh, have man. any this week I'm no out. no write-ins this week we didn't, no I, didn't get any, this I didn't week. get any messages this week either sometimes we'll get people messaging us right, dad right. Jokes, but nothing nothing this week Um. by the way farm, farmers only yep. alive and still well. there okay wow yep find your cowgirl or cowboy oh my God. farmers I only. I can't believe it's still a thing. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, full circle there. I think that's where we end it right there. Farmers only. Farmers only is still a thing. Yeah. If you're if you are a listener of our podcast and you wanna you wanna hop on Farmers Only, it is still available. Right. So you're right. welcome for that. <laughs> If you well, take away nothing else, right. just know. If you're alone, you don't if you're still be, searching for that you perfect You don't have match, to be lonely at Farmers Only. I remember the jingle now. Yeah. Farmers Only. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> well, Dustin, thanks a ton. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's uh, been a blast. I've had a lot of fun. It's been great to meet yeah, you guys. Yeah, taking the time now. Yeah. It, was, it was great. We covered a lot of really good stuff. You gave a lot of really good insight, some good advice that that we hope, you know, our listeners can take and run with. So mm-hmm. um RC Woodshop. Find yeah. find Dustin yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Go follow him. And I, I think that's a great thing about our community on Instagram. Is if you have a question, there's so many guys like me or like you guys yeah. that yeah. you can shoot them a message and they're more than happy to help. And so that's you know, so if mm-hmm. there was stuff I touched on tonight and you wanted to hear more, shoot me a message and I will I will Talk your ear off and, until you, until I tell you what you want to yeah. hear, you know, <laughs> or what you need to hear. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. And, yeah, so you can follow Travis at Third Stall Projects. And uh, for me, follow me at Fawcett underscore Woodcraft. And uh, thank you, Dustin, once again. I won't say any more because Travis covered it, but we just really appreciated this talk, and it was awesome mm-hmm. getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah, had a good time.
here on the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast, we're not experts, but we want to be. There's always room to grow, right? Surf Prep Sanding has the same ideals. They want to make our woodworking experience the best as possible. And they do that through creating a sander that is smooth, quiet, and efficient. Since getting a surf prep sander, I've noticed I can actually have a conversation with somebody in the room with me while I'm sanding, which was something I could never do before because of how loud my sander was. Secondly, when I sanded before, I turn my sander off, take 12 seconds to uh, slow down, and you do that over and over again, that time adds up. Well, surf prep sanding offers two second stop time. So I sand, I turn it off, within two seconds, that thing is ready to set down. It's amazing. Thirdly, I used to hate sanding so much because of maybe how cumbersome my sander was. It's heavy, it's bulky, sometimes it's just kind of a nuisance to use. But with the surf prep, it's smooth, it's easy to operate, it's so efficient, and it honestly, it makes me hate sanding a lot less. So we want to invite you to also try the products. Travis and I would not try to sell you a product that we wouldn't even buy ourselves. So we want to offer you a code. Wouldn't it be nice? That is wooden as in wood, E-N, it be nice. That gives you 10% off your order on surfprepsanding.com. Go to check out the website and they've got all this stuff that you might need. So go use that code, wouldn't it be nice, for 10% off your order. Thanks again for listening, guys. Let's get back to the podcast.